Greetings, welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio ZSL Podcast, and welcome to the first ever TOEFL ITP full course preview. So, if you guys are watching this on my podia, you're now aware and you now understand exactly what this course will entail. This is where this obviously is going to be broken down. So, if you're watching this video on my website, I just want to say thank you so much Stay with me throughout this video. I'm going to be showing you exactly what we're going to be going over. Now, remember, this is going to be unbelievably extensive. So the passages that I show you are only like a microcosm of the entire total package that I'm going to be giving you guys, obviously, on the course, right? And so the different types of questions... We've already been through a lot of them. You guys may have seen me, obviously, if you're watching this on my blog, if you're listening to me on podcast form, there are a number of different questions. And some of you out there, you do have difficulties with the ones that say all of the following is true, except, or it could be inferred from the passage or referencing or demonstrative pronouns or vocabulary words in context or the main idea of the passage. Well, in this episode, well, I'm basically going to be showing you exactly like the course itself, right? So all these different headings that I'm going to be showing you running over, this is what's definitely going to be obviously on the, what is it, on the, uh, the actual, you know, on the actual course. So you're going to be seeing previews come up too. I totally thought I had a vocabulary in question. Oh, geez. I thought I had a vocabulary question, but you guys understand about the vocabulary questions. So anyways, in saying that, okay, the first part, recognizing distractors and the main idea, main topic, main purpose questions. What does this mean? Well, the thing is some of you could eliminate bad answers by understanding like, okay, this is too specific or this could be too general, or maybe this is irrelevant, or this is too spe specific and it was only mentioned one time in the third paragraph or fourth paragraph or fifth paragraph. And so this is why it is so, you know, it's so critical because what I'm going to do is show you exactly what this means. And I actually wrote down the, the SC and the X for specific, correct, and incorrect. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to read out this passage for you and give you the question, what is the main topic of this passage? So here it is. There are two main types of cell division. Most cells are produced by a process called mitosis. In mitosis, here goes the description, a cell divides and forms two identical daughter cells, each with an identical number of cell plants and animals. Sex cells, however, are formed in a special type of cell division called meiosis. This process reduces the number of chromosomes in a sex cell to half the number found in other kinds of cells. Then, when sex cells unite, they produce a single cell with the original number of chromosomes. So what we have here, two main types of cell division. One is called mitosis, one is called meiosis, right? So let's look at the main topic of this passage, okay? A, it says the method by which one single cell organisms reproduce, okay? B, a comparison between mitosis and meiosis. And C, meiosis, the process by which identical cells are produced. Now, X is obviously incorrect, right? Because it says here, the process 
by which identical cells are produced. But is that the main topic in general? No, it's a detail within the second type of cell division. So that cannot act as a main topic. Now, the method by which one cell organisms reproduce, that's too specific. Okay, so if I look here, it's, it's mentioned very briefly in the second sentence, in the second clause, each with an identical number of cell plants and animals. That is a one-celled organism, right? And so in saying that, it's too specific. It can't be the main topic. So B, a comparison between mitosis with the description, then going into meiosis with the sex cells, and that being obviously the description to that, that's it right there. It's a comparison between mitosis and meiosis. In the first sentence, it says there are two main types of cell division. Boom. So what can you expect on the course? Well, there are going to be a number of, <laughs> you have no idea. It's going to be tough. There's going to be a lot of modules. There's going to be a lot of videos. I'm not going to be able to do, obviously, like 10 questions or 25 questions in one video. That could be too daunting it's better to split it up. So I'm going to create introductions and like catchphrases for each of them so that obviously you could do them and then check the video and then check your answers and go from there. So again, just imagine that, but it gets longer because this is only one paragraph. It becomes two, then three paragraphs. And then towards the end of this, you're gonna have like seven questions. What's the main idea of paragraph number one? What's the main idea of paragraph number two? What's the main idea of paragraph number three? This, these little techniques within the course is what's going to propel you. All right, so that is in regards to obviously covering the, um, what is it? Oh my God, the, the, you know, the main idea, main topic, main purpose questions. So going on to the next one, overview questions. So the primary purpose of this passage is to do what? Now I'm gonna read this out for you guys. This is going to be a little bit long, but let's keep it in mind. I'm going to give you the answers first. A, trace the development of American folk music. Two, explain the oral tradition. Three, contrast the styles of folk musicians. Now, remember the primary purpose. All right, so let's break this down. American folk music originated with ordinary people at a time when the rural population was isolated and music was not yet spread by radios, audios, compact disc, or music DVDs. It was transmitted by oral tradition and is noted for its energy, humor, and emotional impact. The major source of early American folk songs was music from the British Isles, but songs from Africa, as well as songs of the American Indians have a significant part in its heritage. Later, settlers from other countries also contributed songs. In the 19th century, composer Stephen Foster wrote some of the most enduringly popular of all American songs, which soon became a part of folk tradition. Beginning in the 1930s, Woody Guthrie gained great popularity by adapting traditional melodies and lyrics and supplying new ones as well. In the 1950s and 60s, singer-composers such as Pete Seeger, Bob Dylan, and Joan Baez continued this tradition by creating urban folk music. Many of these songs dealt with important social issues such as racial integration and the war in Vietnam. 
So you see the repetition. First sentence. Where did American folk music come from? Second sentence, the major source of American folk songs, okay? Um, again, American songs, which soon became part, uh, part of folk tradition. After that, it talks about, obviously, Pete Seeger, Bob Dylan, and them creating urban folk music. So what is this primarily about? A, trace the development of American folk music? Yes. So you're going to see a repetition throughout the paragraph. And all of this needs to go back up and like help build the topic which was stated. And it was about American folk music and where it originated, right? Number two, oral tradition. That was a specific detail in the second sentence. It says here, <coughs> excuse me, it was transmitted by oral tradition. That was it. That's not the primary purpose. Contrast the styles of folk musicians. Well, um, let's see here. Let's see. Okay, uh, popularity, traditional melodies. Okay, lyrics. Okay, there was like you know Woody Guthrie, and yeah, Woody Guthrie, and you know, and then of course we had the singer composers such as Seeger, Dylan, and Joanne. Uh, but that's it. That's it. That's not the primary purpose of this passage. It all feeds into the main purpose, which is what the good old American folk music and the development. <clears throat> Overview questions galore. People, there are gonna be a bunch of them, okay? So we gotta continue, keep going on. And I was obviously going to show you, uh, what is it? I was gonna show you the negative uh, factual questions, but this one was like way longer. And I was like, ah, but those ones are critical and they will absolutely, there will be a bunch of them on the course. Now, inference questions. I love this. So let me read this out very quickly, okay? Oh, there it is. I don't know what happened. Oh, yeah, I do got the vocabulary in context. Oh, my God. I, it sounds like I got a country accent. I don't know. I do got the vocabulary in context. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. Okay, so here we go. Uh, dude, I feel like just, just launching my MacBook. This is the slowest piece of... Go okay, just calm down. It's going to be all right. Okay, inference questions we're gonna get a lot of these so here it is a star very similar to the sun is one of the nearest stars to earth that star is alpha centauri just 4.3 light years away other than our own sun the nearest star to earth is a tiny red star comma not visible without a telescope called proxima centauri so what can be inferred by the passage now here we go a, Proxima Centauri is similar to the Earth's sun. Okay, now, Proxima Centauri, it says here, other than our own sun, the nearest star to the Earth is a tiny red star. There's no comparison happening here, okay? So A, no. B, Proxima Centauri is the closest star to the Earth. Other than our own sun, the nearest star to Earth is a tiny red star. So is Proxima Centauri the closest star to the Earth? No. It's all about just dissecting the information, right? Alpha Centauri is invisible from Earth. Now, again, it says here, this, that star 4.3 million light years away, uh, Alpha Centauri, yeah, it sounds like it is, but let's go on to the last one. Proxima Centauri, okay, is less than 4.3 light years from Earth, okay? 
No, Alpha Centauri is. So this is all about looking it up. Like, like trying to see and find the opposite and the contradiction. That's exactly what I did, right? By breaking down AB and the 4.3 light years, that was Alpha Centauri, not Proxima. So our answer here is Alpha Centauri is invisible from the Earth. Because, well, that's the last question we have here. Sometimes going backwards and answering the question will help you in like answering more quickly than, you know, the opposite way, trying to look for the answer. Eliminating the bad ones and say, okay, let me get this piece of information. Boom, hell no, get out of here. Next, boom, oh hell no. Next, boom, oh hell, maybe, maybe, next. Oh hell no, see the maybe, yes. Sometimes that's quicker. So I'm gonna show you a number of different techniques in terms of answering inference questions. So here we go, let me give you a couple of, oh, this is tough. Vocabulary and context questions. I swear with TOEFL ITP, these questions are insanity to the umpteenth degree, okay? So it says here, the planet Mercury is visible to the naked eye, but is not the easiest planet to spot. Now, I forgot to obviously highlight it and I will highlight it for everyone obviously on a, my good old a blog by putting a little bit of a text color. Let's make it red and let's make it rain. <laughs> okay, so naked eye, all right? So what does it? what is it in closest meaning to? Now remember, eye, okay? Now, number one, unclothed. Can the eye become unclothed? No. Two, unaided, perhaps. And three, unarmed. If you're unarmed, that means you do not have a weapon. So I would go with unaided. So we got the root words, clothe, aid, arm. Clothe, aid, arm, okay? Now, obviously, you know, unclothed, you might say, oh, but it means naked. Okay, now again, uh, uh, is the planet Mercury is visible to the unclothed uh, eye, the unclothed man? Uh, highly doubtful, highly doubtful unless there's an unclothed man or Mercury itself is unclothed because it's a big fire fuckball. <laughs> okay. So that's how we break it down. Some of these questions are ridiculous. And guess what? You're going to get so many vocabulary terms. Oh my God. The vocabulary and context, you're going to be very angry at me. I know. I know. Don't get angry. Just calm down. It's going to be all right. All right. It ain't going to be too bad, but it's going to be really bad. Okay. There's going to be a bunch of it. You're going to get really pissed. So if you do buy my course, or when you do buy my course, take your time, okay? Do maybe two of these and then come back later because you're gonna be like, oh my God, I'm a failure because I don't know these words. No, it's about looking at the root word and seeing if it makes sense to the obviously sentence. Chop suey. Next, every atlas has its own legend. What is an atlas? It's those big books. So can a big book have a legend as a mythical story or a mythical person? No. A, it says mythical story. An atlas is a big book that provides, I forgot, I haven't seen one of those since 1995, but it has a lot of information, right? It's not a mythical story. Now, some of you are like, I don't know what an atlas is. Okay, well, I mean, think about it. Legend, mythical story, yeah, anytime, that's a distractor. If you're like, legend, mythical story, yes, or sometimes legend, famous person, LeBron James, no, those are too easy. TOEFL ITP gets a hell of a lot more complex. So the answer would be an explanation of symbols. 
I know. I know. That's why, oh, yeah, you're going to be like, oh, Arsenio, man, I hate you so much. I understand, Jesus. I hate me because I'm amazing, too. But let's keep it rolling. Here we go. This, these are the questions that I told you are going to be very, very important on your TOEFL. This is the reference question, the they, the it. All right? So let me read out this paragraph. There is a poisonous plant-like animal called the, I don't know, anemone. Let's call it the anemone, okay? Anemone, anemone, anemone. Ooh, it could be anemone, anemone. Fuck it, anemone. That lives among coral reefs. When small fish venture too close to the tentacles of these living flowers, they are stung and eaten. For unknown reasons, the anemone makes an exception of the clownfish, which swims through its deadly tentacles in safety. When in danger, the clownfish dashes among the anemone's tentacles where other fish are afraid to follow. The clownfish even builds its nests where the anemone can protect it. So they, in line, you know what, and I meant to write, obviously, uh, where, where is they in line two? Why did I write E? Because E's close. Okay, so here we go. They in line two, okay? They in line two, what does it refer to? So let me repeat this again. When small fish venture too close to the tentacles, so we're looking at the sentence, right? Small fish mentioned, tentacles mentioned, both plural countable nouns. Of these living flowers, okay, here we go again. Another plural countable noun. They are stung and eaten. So what are stung and eaten? The living flowers, the tentacles, the coral reefs, or the small fish? So only one thing can be eaten. And I've never heard of uh, tentacles being eaten by their own tentacles or tentacles being eaten by the flowers and vice versa. The first plural cannibal noun that was mentioned at the beginning of the sentence was when small fish venture. So the answer would be small fish. All right, so if we look at it, okay? It in the last line, in line, why did I put six? I hate this. In line four, okay? Now, because it's at the end of the sentence, we're gonna have to make sure that we read it all. And we have to read the sentence before it too. So it says here, when in danger, comma, the clownfish dashes among the anemone's tentacles where other fish are afraid to follow. The clownfish even builds its nest where the anemone can protect it. All right, so the clownfish even builds its nest where the anemone can protect it. What is the anemone going to protect? A clownfish, okay? Now, obviously the animal does not need to protect the nest, it needs to protect the clownfish itself, okay? So in saying that, B, nest, no. Anemone, no. Exception, obviously not. That's a TIO ending and you know, the anemone's not gonna uh, protect the word exception. All right, so in saying that, there are, there's the breakdown. There are the variety of different questions that you are going to see on my course. It's gonna be very extensive. Between now and August 15th, it's priced at 47. After August 15th, it'll be priced at 87. Why? Because it is loaded. However, what will happen is if you buy the reading at full price, you'll be able to get the written expression 
and the structure at, uh, what is it, at reduced rates. So if you buy the written expression, you'll be able to get the structure and the reading at reduced rates too. So whichever one you buy, just know that all three will be added up to the same price, whether you buy the written expression first and then you buy and upsell the other two, either or whichever one you buy first, everything will be added up to the exact price it needs to be added up to, okay? So if it's 87 here, then 57, 57, okay, buy this, okay, this, this, add these up. It's going to be the same in the three different ways you may approach this, all right? So in saying that, there's going to be so much more coming. Now, if some of you are like, I need the reading right now because I have a test coming up, I will debut it right now. But just know that the content will be uploaded between now, July 1st, okay, all the way through to August 15th. So it won't, won't be finished with all the videos and write-ups until, okay, until August 15th. All right, so if you buy it now, discounted rate, I'm gonna be uploading every single day all the way through so you can get some practicing in. But if you wanna buy it now and just wait till then, it's all good, it's entirely up to you. So in saying that, this is the beginning. If you're watching this on the website, you know exactly what you're gonna be getting. You're gonna see a lot of content getting uploaded at the bottom. If you're watching this on my blog, consider it. If you're watching this on YouTube, consider it. If you're watching this on IG, consider it. So in saying that, thank you so much for tuning into this wonderful video. That is the breakdown and there's a lot more to get into and you'll be seeing a lot of previews. So until then, over and out.